Blog Talk Radio. How we doing? How you doing, folks? We are on the Coast to Coast show. This is the Andy and Amanda show, and we're coming to you live from Los Angeles, the United Kingdom, outside London, and also we're going to set on the line from Hawaii. And um, hey, um, we're doing it to it. Just a few days before election show. This is Conspiracy Friday as well, and. Um, we're going to wait for our co-host to join us here in just a couple of minutes. And we look forward to uh, bringing this show to you uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live. And um, I guess live as will ever be here, you know. And um, right now we're going, to, we're going to be playing – we're going to be playing, gosh, some spooky music. We're going to be talking some conspiracies. We're going to be – I think we got Cornell in line. Cornell, you with us? Yes, I am, Andy. How are you doing, my buddy? All right, how are you? Really Shed, are you with us? I'm doing great. Shed, are you here? I'm not sure. I just, I, I'm not sure. I just heard a spooky voice to say unmuted. Like that's that, okay, that's, my it, yeah, that you, was yeah, you, you should be muted. <laughs> hey, Amanda, are you with us? I'm here. Oh, my gosh. Is, We're here together, y'all. Happy Conspiracy <laughs> Friday. This is our special Halloween edition. This is our special Halloween edition of Conspiracy Friday here on the Coast to Coast Show. We've got, as I just said, Amanda in the UK. We got Andy Kimball here in Los Angeles, California. We got Chet in Hawaii. We got Cornell back on the East Coast of the United States, producer of the show. I want to welcome everybody aboard. You're free to join us. We'd like you to join the conversation here over the next hour. And our phone number to do that is 515-605-9888. We do look forward to having you on board. You can also chat with us live at Block Talk Radio. Just look up the Coast to Coast show. You'll find us. You can send us a chat. And, of course, uh, email us anytime, comments, suggestions, uh, ideas, thoughts, opinions at show at gmail.com. So that being said, how's everybody doing? Yeah, everybody doing, doing great. Yeah. How are you guys? I'm doing great. It's the weekend. And it's it's just not any weekend. It's Halloween oh, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's that spooky time, right? Spooky yes, time. Yes. Yeah, I put, my on, put my costume on and walk a quarter mile to the next uh, number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, actually, how many people are... Uh, going to be out and about for Halloween considering this whole COVID situation, but um, I think people will be risking it. That's the way I see it right yeah. now. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, we shall see what happens. There could be some interesting uh, news uh, stories that pop up from it all. You never know. Are, yes. are people going to be out and about this uh, for Halloween? I don't know what the story is. Are people, are kids going to be trick-or-treating? Well, uh, actually, where I'm at is raining. So I guess that's, that's been canceled for two days. So I think I think in the UK they've been a bit um, wary about it. Or there was something in the news a few days ago that was saying is is Halloween still on for people? Can they still go around trick or treating? I think they can do it as long as they stay safe and keep a distance. But of course, exchanging things like in, in trick or treating, uh, like goods from someone's home and you know if they if they've got covid and they don't know about it and they pass something on to you just by handing you something surely that's a big risk so uh yeah we shall see what occurs yeah. but, uh, so you guys ready Kids for the show 
We're ready for the show, but let's begin with our normal number count of coronavirus cases. How many people yes. have died since our last show on Wednesday? Right now, we are uh, worldwide, we're 45,883,036 cases. And yeah. how many people have died? It's 1,193,154 people have died over the past, I guess, what is eight and a half months since we were since this thing began. And uh, wow. and of the 45 million cases, 33 million 200 and some thousand have recovered. But again, that number of people who've actually died directly from the coronavirus, that is not their underlying conditions that cause their deaths. That's coronavirus that caused their deaths is 1,193,154. Mm. And President Trump promises, of course, this, uh, this undocumented vaccine right around the corner, probably right before Election Day. Probably watch this November 2nd. I got the vaccine. I got the vaccine. Uh, and I, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how he'll be running over the place. Here's the vaccine in my hand. Everybody's going to rush up. And, you know, I got it. I got it. I got it. Only, yes. only 500,000 adults. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'll take the discount. Why not over there? I got it. It's on Air Force One. Don't all jump at once. It's right on the plane. Come on, get it. Quickly. Election day is tomorrow. Quickly. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's talk about vaccine just for a minute because because I know we're going to get to some Halloween things and some conspiracy cases. But, yeah. but front and foremost, before that, we're talking about vaccines just for a second here. And speaking of us, one of our co-hosts on the show from Hawaii on Conspiracy Friday, Chet Gardner, has had one hell of a uh, episode regarding a vaccine he received yesterday. Uh, Chet, talk to us about it. Myself, uh, uh getting the pneumonia vaccine which thanks to being in a hospital a couple of years ago I get kind of nervous about what can kill you in a hospital pneumonia is one of them so I let them talk me into a flu shot first I've ever first one I've ever had and the pneumonia second shot which I looked up today and found out it was like 30 different strains so they shot me luckily in the left arm with the flu and in the right arm with the pneumonia and starting last night at dinner my pain was peaking up around five or six on the zero to ten scale Mm. and by midnight was at ten in the right arm and so I had to take some ibuprofen to not Free high strength to knock it down enough to get any sleep at all and didn't get much sleep. So it was pretty grim. Uh, I wasn't warned on that. I looked it up on WebMD and they said mild symptoms might include. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. That wasn't mild last night. So I guess um, I'd have to try to figure that out either i'm extremely susceptible to pneumonia wow uh or am on the opposite end of the spectrum i don't know how that works but yeah it was it was not fun and i'm like wow so i'm sorry how much sure. sleep did you get uh i probably got maybe five hours but none of it was really contiguous to, you know, I'd sleep for uh, 15, 20 minutes and wake up, 15, 20 minutes, wake up. And then at the end of the time, I got probably an hour and a half. And then I got up late. Uh, wow. Wow. It's yeah, funny it that was, you have this experience there, Chet, because a friend of mine who contacted me yesterday, we were discussing about vaccines and she said, that she recently had the uh, flu jab because everybody here has been getting uh, text messages from uh, our NHS uh, saying that there's so many slots that you can book at the doctors to have a a flu shot. And um, I was hesitant. I held off and I was was debating it. And when I spoke to her yesterday, she said that when she had it, she had a a bad experience with it and um, she felt so sick. She actually thought she was dying. And I was like, wow, that's, yeah, that put me off. So to everybody listening, you know, you may think I'm a fool, but I have not booked 
for that flu shot. Um, you know, it's debatable whether it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. I don't know, but something in me says just stay away from it. Yeah, I'm staying away from it. I'm really working on the press. I'm sorry. Yeah, the only remedy I, I'm going to be I, taking, I, like a quick injection type thing, is going to be like the morning after pill. I'm going to, I'll take that. Outside of that, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I'll, I'll take that. that. Like my blood pressure meds. Yeah. And <laughs> my blood pressure meds the morning before pill. Mm. What, what, what's that? They're really bad. <laughs> oh man, They're really. They well, I, I'll, just take, I'll take a shot of vodka, and I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah. works like the blood pressure meds, too. Alcohol is a depressant. It'll knock down your uh, libido, too. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything. I need something to knock me down. You know what they say? If you're uh, up for more than four hours, you know, I tried, you know. <laughs> What's that commercial in Seattle? You know, being like oh 70 God. hours for yeah. me so far. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. <laughs> we know what you're pretending. Yes. Good. Uh, I'd, never had, I'd never had a flu shot before. And Jeez. The, the flu side is only about two or three. It's not real bad. Yeah. Uh, although it might be part of the reason I'm feeling blah. Mm. Uh, and I haven't, but I haven't had the flu since the 1980s. Wow. So that's mainly why I never felt like I needed it. So. Yeah. I don't know why I let the doctor talk me into it. Well, mm. it obviously seemed like a good idea at the time, and they've obviously got their uh, their idea of it being um, extremely safe and needed. Um, but like I said, it's debatable, and I'm sure that opens up a whole can of worms for everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 I'm, to, I'm not anti-corporate, but I am anti-corporate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I went to the went on to my doctor and uh, told him, you know, he said, well, I recommend a flu shot. And I said, uh, well, hey, I, I just want to get a second opinion. I want to get a second opinion on that. He said, I'll give you a second opinion. You're ugly, too. You know what I'm saying now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, hey, hey, Andy, did you have to use your insurance for that one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I canceled it. I canceled it. And then right, he said, then I, don't he, think then I canceled my it. insurance. And he called me up later. He said, hey, Andy, your check came back. I said, so did my arthritis. <laughs> oh, man. He said, oh, the first opinion was covered, but the second one wasn't, right? That's right. That's yes. right. Hey, hey, folks, in the USA, we have 9,314,095 cases today. We have new cases are up by, uh, you know, just in the last day are up by 99,259 people who've died since yesterday is 970. The top 10, we like our top 10. Drum roll, please. You know, hey, Cornell, give me a favor. Remind, remind me to get or send me over a drum roll uh, effect here so I can play. I ask for drum roll all the time. We should have one to play. So anyway, the top 10, starting from 10, is Mexico, number 9, the UK, Amanda, number 8, Colombia, number 7, Argentina, number 6, Spain, number 5, France, number 4, Russia, number 3, Brazil, number 2, India, number 1 in the entire world is the United States of America. Who's at the helm of the United States of America? We're number one. We're your number one. Yeah, we're everybody. One. USA. USA. Hey, come on, folks. USA. Remember to UKA. Come on, folks. Come on, join us here. Come on. Amanda, give me a conspiracy. I'll give you a drum roll. Give me a conspiracy, Amanda. Well, I haven't got any conspiracy today, boys. I'm sorry to say. No conspiracy. Then I think what we'll do is I think what we'll do is we'll um, we'll play some Halloween music here on the Coast to Coast show. The Andy Amanda show sitting in also is Chet Gardner and of course Cornell Butler. Here is my favorite Halloween song, the Monster Mash. Here we go. Monster Mash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lab late one night, when my eyes beheld an eerie 
Monster Mash and that Monster Mash. Oh, oh, during during the Monster Mash, that's a hit. Crypt Kickers. Really that's is. a Halloween hit. During the Monster well, Mash, I've been had. I've had the the pleasure, pleasure of digging into some ribs sent over to our Coast to Coast studios by Gus's Barbecue in South Pasadena. And for those of you in the Los Angeles area, if you have not tried Gus's Barbecue in South Pasadena on Fair Oaks then you don't know what you're missing. I'm the barbecue king. I can barbecue most anything. And uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, these ribs are fabulous. And I'm, I'm, I'm washing down the ribs with Big Wave Golden Ale by Kona Brewing there in Hawaii. Very and, nice, Andy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. making me hungry and thirsty. <laughs> these ribs yeah. are amazing. These baby back guy- ribs. And I'm not... I'm a red meat eater, man. I got to tell you, these ribs are fabulous. Gus's Barbecue in South Pasadena. Mm-mm-mm. Amazing. Now, Amazing. I did work on a conspiracy theory today simply because it was Halloween, and I focused on everything Halloween. Yeah. And okay. I brought up all the history and uh, some interesting facts, so I thought yeah. that would be fun to share and, you know, yeah. any yes. stories yes, that any ahead. of us want to share yeah. about any weird experiences. But, okay, so, uh, run down on the Halloween history. So, the tradition itself originated with the ancient Celtic festival and uh, named Sao-In. I think that's how it's pronounced, Sao-In or So-In, in which people wore costumes and would light a bonfire to ward off ghosts. Now, the Celts lived as long as 2,000 years ago, mostly in Ireland, the United Kingdom and northern France, and would celebrate their new year on the 1st of November. For them, it represented the end of summer and the beginning of a cold, dark winter, which was a time of year often associated with death. So they believed on the night before the new year, the veil between the two worlds of the living and the dead was at its thinnest. On the night of the 31st of October, they celebrated the Sao In 
and it was believed that the ghosts of the dead would return to Earth. They believed the ghosts would damage crops on which they relied on. They also believed that it was easier for Druids and Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. They relied upon such things to help them survive the long, dark winter. The Druids would build big bonfires that were sacred, where people would gather to burn crops and even animal sacrifices. Ugh, mm. I don't like that. I thought, guys, I don't like that. But uh, then the Romans conquered a majority of the Celtic territory around 43 AD. So two festivals of the Roman origin merged with the Celtic celebration. One named Feralia was on a day in late October that commemorated the passing of the dead. The other was a day to honour Pannona, um, or Pamona. That's it, Pamona. <laughs> I'll get it right in a moment, guys. <laughs> a Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Uh, okay. so the symbol of Pamona is the apple, which could explain the um, bobbin for apples tradition. So, May 13th, 609 AD, uh, the Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome to honour all the Christian martyrs. The Catholic Feast of All the Martyrs Day was created in the Western Church. It was Pope Gregory III who expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs, and in doing so, moved the date from May 13th to November 1st. So, by the 9th century... The influence of Christianity had spread through the Celtic lands. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day to honour the dead. All Souls Day was celebrated in a similar way to Samhain with bonfires, parades and costumes of saints, angels and devils. Uh, All Saints Day was also called All Hallows and the night before the actual day, the traditional night of Samhain began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. Now, in the USA... Due to firm Protestant belief systems in colonial New England, Halloween became more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. And with varying beliefs and customs from European ethnic groups and American Indians that meshed, a new American version of Halloween started to emerge. So the first celebrations were public events called play parties, in which they celebrated the harvest with neighbors sharing stories of the dead, fortune telling, singing and dancing. Uh, the colonials' version of Halloween festivities included telling the ghost stories and mischief-making. So in the second half of the 19th century, America saw a flood of new immigrants and was the millions of Irish that were fleeing the Irish potato famine who mm. helped popularise the celebration of Halloween nationally. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, like the Europeans, the Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, which in today's world has become trick or treat. So it wow. is believed that trick or treating may have come from All Souls Day in parades in England as during the festivities, poor citizens would beg for food and families would offer them uh, pastries known as soul cakes in return that they promised to pray for the families of the dead relatives. And so it moves forward then into the late 1800s. Up until this point, uh, there was a, a big move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday, more about community and neighborly get-togethers rather than about pranks, ghosts, and witchcraft. So at the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate and was focused on games, foods of the season, and festive costumes. So that is the brief uh, history of Halloween. <laughs> wow. You guys didn't fall asleep through all that. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we were basically saying, I was about to say trick or treat, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, wow. I, bet, I appreciate Sorry, that. I think our listeners would too, because I don't. I bet if you walked up to anybody in the street, not that you would walk up to somebody in the street, but if you ever did walk up to somebody in the street and said, you know the history of Halloween, I don't think anybody ever would tell you that. I really don't. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's something that, you know, it, it, it came to me in the past when I was growing up. Where did Halloween come from? Where did it all start? And yeah. uh, I was always baffled by that. You know what the conspiracy was? The conspiracy was like um, Halloween was like the devil's birthday or something like that. Or that's when all the people that were the devil, Luciferians, start basically, that's their day. You ever heard wow. of conspiracy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an yeah. interesting one. But um, some Halloween facts. I've got three for you. Um, actually, no, I've got two. Yeah, I've already I've already discussed the one in the in the history. But the 
interesting idea of black cats, the avoiding of crossing paths with black cats in case they brought us bad luck, was rooted from the Middle Ages when many people believed that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into black cats. You know, That's quite uh, a Amanda, you know what's so crazy? I have a black cat, right? And I swear <laughs> to goodness, I swear this cat. I do not, too. I mean, you do? I swear it's a, I swear it's a witch. <laughs> I swear. Have you seen a, an odd woman walking around your home and you know it's your, it's your cat transforming? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm going to throw some bleach on her. What you say, cat? Yeah, I got the black cat. She's a beauty. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other yeah. fact was about witches. So witches flying on brooms was first depicted in 1451 with two illustrations that appeared in a French poet's manuscript, which in English is named "The Defender of Ladies." And according to an anthropologist, uh, Robin Skelton, no, not skeleton, skeleton people, she suggests that the association between witches and brooms may have come from pagan fertility rituals in which farmers leap and dance astride poles, pitchforks and brooms in the light of the full moon to encourage the growth of their crops. This became confused with common accounts of witches flying at night on their way to orgies and other illicit meetings. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing on that one, but <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I wonder what Andy was thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah. You wouldn't want to know. <laughs> what did I say here? How about you, Chad? <laughs> well, I think this is the origin of the Rotary, was uh, <laughs> witches would get together and they were Rotarians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's fascinating stuff. I love learning about the history of things, especially traditions and you know things that everybody's a part of, but no really nobody really um, knows where it came from. They just happy to do it, you know. Definitely. Yeah. It's interesting. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. 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 Hey, the um, real quick, folks. Let's go. Just get getting on more numbers here. The uh, uh, nationally. Not that it makes any difference whatsoever, because it really doesn't. It makes no difference. But just general information, um, yeah. Joe Biden is still looking ahead of Donald Trump in polls, anywhere from as little as four and as much as it looks like 10, right at somewhere in there between four and 10 up. That doesn't make a difference, you know, because obviously we saw what happened regarding the polls in 2016, as we've said before. Yeah. But that's where we stand, you know, that's where we stand. Biden is showing up across the country, except there's a couple of spots where he's not. But majority of the country, almost everywhere, he's, he's yeah. showing up between uh, between 4 and 10. I voted already. Chet, you voted too, as you said. Cornell, did you vote yet? I voted. Yeah. I, I'm going to vote on Monday. But you're going to vote on Monday. research on. Huh? Tomorrow, uh, oh, tomorrow Sunday. <laughs> you know, guys. Saturday, Saturday. Oh my God. I voted in my mind. Does that count? Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to ask Amanda if you if you voted yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I voted in my mind. <laughs> so, so yeah, Chet, what you want to say? If went by the number of voting people in the world's minds, then that would be no contest. I did yeah. a lot of research on the numbers. Kind of yeah. dug down a little, and the best number I found was actually uh, it appears that the best predictor of who's going to win is not the stock market or these polls necessarily, but the online betting market. Oh, really? Very Good better job. than Las Vegas. And right now, the online betting markets, as of I think it's the yeah the thirtieth. Have Biden at 63%, 63.6, uh, a 175.0 overdog, and Trump at 40.8 as a 145 underdog. What that means is, let's see, Biden, you've got $100 to win 54 if he wins. Mm-hmm. And Trump, you bet $100 to win 65 if he wins. So. Wow. That's what oh, the okay. betting community that's definitely is. Definitely something is. new. <laughs> so if Say you bet, him. if you bet on, if you bet on Donald Trump, you would win, and and Biden, 
and Trump wins, you'd you'd make you can make some good money. You'd well, you'd you'd be given a hundred and sixty five dollars for your hundred dollar bet. Hmm. It's not so, so not exactly like Seabiscuit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly like your sixty to one horse comes in. Uh the deal there, and then they got all sorts of stuff. Uh, the Senate was interesting. Currently, according to this is all real clear politics, which is probably the best uh, kind of compendium of polls that I know of. And they got 45 Democrat, 46 Republican, with nine toss ups in the Senate races. Mm. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, then you got a no toss up map which shows 51 to 49 Democrat in the Senate. The, the Dems have to win in Arizona, Iowa, Maine, North Carolina, and Colorado. And it's pretty sure that Doug Jones in Alabama is going to be beat because he's not running against the pedophile this time. <laughs> 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 yeah. The. Um, it, it, you, know, you know, I don't know if all of you know, or some of you, some of our listeners might know who Michael Steele is, and Amanda, you might not know if they're in the UK. Michael Steele was the former chairman of the Republican oh. uh, National Committee. You remember Chet, right? Michael Steele. He oh, yeah. also he also sat in and co-hosted some of the conservative, or I shouldn't say co-hosted, guest hosted some of the conservative talk shows here in the United States. He's been often a a guest speaking the Republican and conservative platform. Well, Michael yeah. Steele has been since an advocate uh, against Joe, against Donald Trump for Joe Biden, and has actually sat on the same panel along with Michael Moore. And I want to play a little clip here of you know Michael Steele's feeling regarding getting the vote out, just going out and vote. And this is the former Republican National Party chairman who's also now promoting going out and voting for Joe Biden, and that that says a lot. But listen to Michael Steele. This is from MS, MSNBC. Wanted it to be about him. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what exactly, you know, yeah. everything is about Trump. And it is. I mean, think, look at it this way, folks. Every single day, and you know what I'm about to say, you get up and what is the one person you talk about at some point all day long, right? I mean, it's just there. I mean, from the very beginning, this has been a constant reminder of everything Trump. And now you have a chance to, to end that conversation. Right. Where you no longer have to make him the focus of your energy. So that's that's been a big driver here. And and the miscalculation um, is and and that's why I said, I think, on on your program uh, a couple of days ago, the two campaigns, there's the Trump campaign. Right. And then there's his actual campaign. And the Trump campaign is all about him. His actual campaign has been out there struggling, trying to expand the number of voters who will vote for him. Because they know what the numbers right. look like. They know what their internal polls are showing them. And they know how the president's narrative, his own individual narrative, has turned against his campaign for reelection. And, and that's, that's going to be a hard hill to climb and a hard nut to crack <clears throat> on Election Day. Because these voters out here, and I know there are a lot of Republicans who are going to wait to go vote on Election Day. Uh, and they may be participating early vote. But the numbers are telling us that that pent-up anxiety and frustration, anger, et cetera, is now exploding from the voting population, and it's manifesting itself two, three to one against Trump. And I've said that's from the former chair of the Republican National Committee, the party. That sort of segues into the Fox poll that I found from ten twenty nine. Uh, the interesting part is that they uh, polled who are voting for the candidate, and that's 57% of Biden supporters are voting for Biden. 80% of Trump supporters are voting for Trump. Mm. And then they also polled against the opponent. So 41% of Biden supporters are voting against Trump. 18% of Trump supporters are voting against Biden. But the other cute number is 46% approve of Trump, 
54% disapprove with 46% strongly disapprove, mainly because he's just just a total jerk, sort of like what Michael Steele was saying. Uh, at a minimum, I think a majority of the people are so tired of his act, yeah. his reality TV yeah. porn star act. Yeah. Did you, say por- so, did you say porn star act? Did you say TV porn star act? <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I, I call it reality TV porn is what the elections are. Uh, <laughs> it's a form of it. Right. And, uh, hey, Chad, I want to ask you a question. A, I would like to ask you a question. So, yes, sir. Um, do, you, um, do you think he lost a lot of his... Um, from the, um, the, uh, you have to ask his wife no, that no, question. Or no. That was the same question? <laughs> you have to ask his wife that Oh my! I, God. I, I don't know yeah. if I answer that. <laughs> so, do you think Trump, um, the people that voted for Trump, like a couple years ago, four years ago, you think he still have the same majority of the um, voters? Well, he, he he lost four years ago, so he didn't even have a majority vote for him. Okay, it was the fact that the Democrats pretty much. Pooch, you know, screwed the pooch. They they ran a, a essentially through the auction because uh, they figured that it was a done deal and, and didn't do the kind of go get out the vote stuff that Steele, Michael Steele, was talking about. And they lost in in three or four important states, which all the Trump had to win. Three, three states, the total number of votes that put him in office in 2016 was 77,000, just under that. And that's about two votes per precinct. And the popular vote went to um, uh, Hillary Clinton to the tune of 2.75 million. Do you know something? The popular vote has not been won by a, by a Republican president since 1988. And there's every single election, presidential election. If it were up to the will of the people, we would not have the, the will of the people is a Democratic president every single election. Every single yeah. election, the will of the people favors a Democratic president, and that's not the way it's gone. Hopefully, same, the, same thing with the Senate. Yeah, same thing with the Senate. Yes. You know something? You know what that tells me? People are strange. Best said yeah. by the doors. That's good. Well, it tells me when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're When you're alone, women seem wicked. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down. Oh, man. You mean the Fillmore and Glenside? 
No, the Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco in 1967. They, they oh. played there. Wow. I did see uh, Birds and Cream with Eric Clapton and Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce. Uh, I, of course, saw Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Country Joe, and the best band in San Francisco, Moby Grapefruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes. Andy, if we got a quick time for a, um, if we, if we got time for a short story? Yes, of we do. Course. Okay. Um, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, this is the perfect setting, guys. Okay. So I did some digging today, and I found a news article from 1950 <laughs> of the Phantom Whistler of Louisiana. So, the news clipping read, A macabre whistler is haunting Jacqueline Cadeau, 18, the convent train fiancé of Louisiana State Trooper. Too canny for police, the man for months had roamed the night wherever Jacqueline has stayed, warbling a funeral march. No one knows who he is, but he knows Jacqueline's every move and is intent on breaking up her uh, relationship with trooper Herbert Belson, 26, of New Orleans. He has threatened to stick a knife in her before her wedding day. Jacqueline, who attended the Academy of Holy Angels in New Orleans until last year, first heard the whistler at her Paradise LA home in February. As the last notes of a funeral march died, the man broke into a shrill moan, she said. The Cadeau family is at nerve's end. We can't get away from him, said Jacqueline's mother. I don't know when we'll get a peaceful night's sleep. Jacqueline said one thing was for sure, she will marry Herbert in the Holy Rosary Church, October 7th. The Whistler has promised to be there. Now, it is also said that when she got engaged to State Troop Herbert Balston, the harassment grew worse. He started to make threatening phone calls to the family, threatening to kill Jacqueline if she went through with the wedding. On several occasions, a few people besides Jacqueline heard the whistle in a moment, but the strange thing was no one ever saw the phantom whistler. Mm. And eventually the sheriff began to suspect that the entire thing was an inside job and a hoax. Later, the sheriff modified this to say that he had solved the case, but he refused to disclose who or what the whistler was because he didn't want to embarrass the people involved. Jacqueline and Herbert got married without incident. End of story. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We're going to follow that up. Here we go. Oh, it's no. Covered by the British group Echo and the Bunny Men. Yeah, mm. I love that version. Absolutely amazing. I think they uh, they used that on the movie Lost Boys. Yeah, I remember that movie. Bus Boys, oh, Bus Boys? Yeah. Yeah. was about me when I was at my, my my high school job. Bus Boys, did you say? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. I love it. Yes. Lost Boys, that's so funny. No, we the have Lost a, Boys, that's one of my favorite movies, definitely. Yeah. I've been watching this movie on Netflix. It's not a movie. It's a uh, TV, uh, what do you call it, episodic. And yeah. I saw the first, I think, five episodes last night. I just couldn't get away from it. It, it did. Dra- it's called the, the Haunting on Netflix right now. And oh. it kind of drags on. Yeah, it's, it's good. It, dra- it gets a little slow. They could have probably caught a few episodes out. I'm, not, I'm only – I watch more tonight. But, um, yeah. you know, I just kind of – you know, I say, okay, one more episode. You know how it is. You, what do they call it? Binge watching of and course. then you finish it. Okay, one more. Yeah. One more. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. You're, okay, one more. You know, um, but it's called The Haunting. My yeah. review of it – I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I'm on episode five is that it's, they've got some fluff in there that probably could have been on the editing room floor. Like they could have cut a lot of it out. It's kind of slow. And you get, the, you get mm-hmm. the idea, you get the point, you get the theme, you know what's happening. But there's a yeah. lot of – you just kind of they're – they're making it longer than it needs to be. It could have been a movie. Yeah. And, and it, but anyway, you want to check it out. I, I do recommend it. It's called The Haunting. It's on Netflix right now. So, um, I mean, don't leave the show to go. You don't you know what, Andy, when Amanda and Chad – I want to hear a, a conspiracy from Chad. Yeah, give me a yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have one that I've been working on for 13 years, and it's my late friend, Davey Walt, and his widow and I have been trying to get his book printed, and the conspiracy is to try to fix the world. So we're uh, pretty close to having the book, Connecting the Dots, a roadmap for critical systemic change. Is almost ready for anybody to buy. Amazing. And the short version is a description of the history and parameters of our systemic disease, dominator hierarchies, and the tools they use to enforce their will. Very Halloween. A description Ooh. of some strategies and tactics used to from the consensus trance and create sustainable, fulfilling alternative systems of social organization. Wow, that is. We're under, uh, we're under a deep here. Wow, oh, that's yeah. going to be a good read, right? <laughs> that's that's going to be definitely it, an interesting read. Yeah, you can. Are you sure? Yeah. Here's a Sean. No. You know what? When when I when I heard that, I almost felt I almost woke up. I was going to say, what happened? <laughs> That's right. You've been sleepwalking again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Critical change. Yeah, there's a scary factoid. Here's my conspiracy. I like my hips like to be held, and I like to, like, you know, so I can still move back and forth and, you know, work it, like, twerk it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, twerk it. Like, twerk it. That's twerk that Trump commercial good. again. <laughs> this is the way it is. Because <laughs> we this know, is a request. We know that Gerald Gerald Ford of 2020 certainly doesn't twerk. <laughs> Don't work on it. This is a song, uh, last minute tune we added to today's show, requested by Cornell. We managed to squeeze it in. It's called Screaming. It's uh, Screaming J. Spell on you. Halloween tune. Yeah, I love it. I put a spell on you. Because of mine. Stop the things you do.
remember the recording session. He was so stoned. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's the part when he was like, hula, hula, hula. Yep. He was so <laughs> forgotten. He didn't know what he was doing and didn't remember it the next day. And then they got him. This uh, Alan Freed ended up putting him in his rock and roll review and emerged from a coffin with a smoke machine going with tusks in his nose yeah, and he wants an opera singer. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> you know what's so crazy? The poor guy. He a lot of people re um did his song. A lot of you see it here oh, yeah. commercials, a lot of stuff, including yeah. you hear it on commercials. I said, see. yeah. <laughs> There's so many cover versions of that song as well. Yeah, it's yep. Such an awesome song. Yeah, I don't think you've ever heard it. Really? I think that's the first time I heard it. Yeah. yeah I may wow. have, but not paid. Yeah. 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 Wow. 1956. I love it. Wow. 1956. Wow. Maybe you were wow. too young. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, I remember that one. I remember. Do you remember? <laughs> Next day, that was going to be Andy singing. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Anybody like your Stranglers in the dark. <laughs> well, you know, I got a funny story to tell you. Actually, it's not. It's an embarrassing story. So, Go for do you it. remember the song? Do you remember the song? Um, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Frank Sinatra sang it. Strangers in the night. Mm. Yeah. Strangers oh, yeah. in the night. Uh, do you know when I first came out? I swear, for the longest time, I thought it was strangers that I bite. <laughs> Strangers. Stranglers, that's the way my dad is. Strangers that I bite. La, 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 everyone. There's a fun actor. The guy, Mickey Baker, Mikey or Mickey Baker, who played guitar on the uh, I Put a Spell on You, is still alive. Wow. 87 years old, near France. Amazing. Wow. Mm. That is so cool. I love to find people that are older than I am and who are still alive. Yeah. Andy, I wonder if people will go around singing your version of the song tomorrow night. Strangers that I bite. You know what? I think they played, they used that song in um, Scarface, the movie Scarface. What, Strangers that I bite? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my bad. (laughs) I'm thinking about the other song. (laughs) Do <laughs> uh, oh uh, you remember that, this uh, one? Vampire movie with George Harrison. Remember this? when I heard that noise and I wanted an ice cream cone. <laughs> Mommy, I want an ice cream cone. Remember oh, when yeah. you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow and then the days got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And... They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed, I heard you laugh You laughed, you laughed and laughed And then you left, but now you know I'm utterly mad And 
They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Well, you just wait. They'll find you yet. And when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers and There's not a whole lot of shows, I don't think, that are willing to play that song in its entirety outside of the Andy and Amanda show here on Coast to Coast on Block Talk uh, Radio. So basically, well, we just, we just did an exclusive. What's interesting is that, uh, is that just it's like the Monster Mash. Edition. Yeah, the Monster Mash. I love it. you got to love it. Here on like Coast to Coast Monster program. The BBC banned that, mo- that record. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. BBC refused to play the Monster me. Mash and that record. No, no, it all stay banned? Oh my gosh. Andy, I've been waiting for that song to be played all day. Oh my gosh, I feel great now. <laughs> they banned that one too. Yeah. Wow. So, like, yeah. Chinese. So I want to say, as we begin to wind this hour down, I can't believe how fast this went. We're going to be back Monday, and Monday we're going to be playing. We had some technical issues with the mics on uh, what day would I have been, Wednesday? So on the Monday show, we're going to go back to our our kind of folk and blues and format with some of the songs we played on Wednesday that we may have missed. So we're going to be hitting them again Monday and some others. And uh, and Monday's going to be the day before Election Day, so it's an important weekend coming up, folks. Please vote. Please encourage those that are around you, your friends, people you know. Family, make sure everybody you know, everybody you can think of, goes out and votes. And even if they have to wait in line, pack a pack a brown bag lunch, whatever you got to do, go vote. And it's been great to have you aboard. It's been a fun show, hasn't it, guys? Or Halloween edition of yeah. Coast to Coast? It really is. Yeah, it's been it, it amazing. Was, um, it was unique. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so. For Amanda Love in the UK, for Cornell Butler on the East Coast, our producer, Chet Gardner in Hawaii, myself, Andy Kimball, here at Coast to Coast Studio in Los Angeles, I want to wish everybody a happy, safe Halloween. Kind of one of my favorite holidays of the year, actually. I don't know about this year, but usually it is. And everybody have a really, really fun weekend, a great time. Remember to vote, as I said. We'll see you back live on Monday here on the Andy Amanda program, Coast to Coast Live. Have a good, safe weekend, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.